0: Thanks both Joshua and Katie for that first layer of information to make it possible to grasp what we are what you are working on. Indy, I'm curious where you would riff off either one of the two organizations mentioned, or maybe even even both.
1: Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I suppose. Um... Yeah, no, I I obviously agree with everything that's been said. And I think, I suppose the way we've been looking at it, having gone through two cycles is um, several things, I suppose. We, I'm going to just run our hypothesis through just in a kind of really cold way, this is what, what happened. So we came to the conclusion that impact investment didn't work for two reasons. One, the funds were too small. 20 million, 30 million portfolio size is just not sizeable enough. And two, which is perhaps even more fundamental, actually impact organizations create spillovers of value which are currently unvalued in the system. And externalities that, that are generated by existing products are unpriced in the system. So it's a double, double whammy. The positive aren't priced in the system, and the externalities for your benchmark aren't priced in the system. And a good example of that is, you know, we've done the work on the Highline, for example, the Highline in New York, if you looked at the spillover value of the Highline in New York, you would have paid for the whole Highline in 10 months, had you priced, have you just got 10% of the land value uplift attributable to the Highline, just 10%. So 90% was privatized, just 10%. So what that meant for us was that actually there was a two edge problem. One, the capital structures were too small, and two, um, you know, the positive but evident, word captured. And then on the other side, if you look at the S&P 100, I think the stats are that if you priced, if they had to price social environmental costs in, 78% of the S&P 100 is no longer viable. So actually our product domain that exists around us is all bullshit. It doesn't exist. It's actually just a, it's a net, it's a, you know, when people talk about um, a degrowing, we are currently in degrowth. Every product that you see is a degrowth product. It effectively is generating vast amounts of externalities already in excess of the positive positive effects that it generates. So there's a real question on that. Now, what that led us to believe is that when you take a take that problem, that so, and then the third thing was actually if you wanted to look at that, social, social value was largely constructed through spillover effects. So for example, you know, I spent five years uh, working in India and working with some really brilliant people in India we, we that were doing total village investment. What was fascinating about that was they did, did not take a product centric view. They did not take a cent- uh, uh, sort of sector centric view. They were looking at the effects of irrigation on sanitation, on health, on education, to livelihoods, to access to markets. So they took a system centric view of that investment portfolio. And that system centric view was actually a completely different profile investment models. Now, in order to manifest some of this stuff, we then decided like, okay, if we want to start to think about this, we need to start to think about firstly, a scale of investment that works. And we didn't think ventures were, were where you would go, we'd said infrastructure is where you go. So infrastructure uh, is a really good class of investment because it can absorb hundreds of millions. So the quantum of capital structuring is right. Secondly, actually, it's a product which can create vast spillover effects if you design infrastructure in the right way. And then, so that was kind of a conceptual frame. I'm just doing it in a really, um, uh, this took a long time and lots of failures. (laughs) Nothing smooth about this at all. Retrospectively looks way smoother. Um, then, um, uh, Then we identified over time was that trees, for example, urban canopies if you reframe them as infrastructure they are currently priced as liabilities and there is huge amounts of positive spillover values cooling effects uh, sustainable urban drainage air, 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 air pollution and various other things effects if you looked at, at trees in an urban context as a piece of infrastructure you could flip the whole model because there's hidden value, which is unpriced in the system. And that dealt with the pricing of that model. So then what we've been looking at is landscape level financing solutions. So fees is one, the other one is whole city retrofit. Another one is mental health, collective mental health of a city. So how do you value the collective mental health of, the health of a city? And all of these assets are fundamentally different types of infrastructure. So one is novel infrastructures like trees, nature, Another one is entangled benefits of of whole city retrofit, and then, and this is sorry about the tongue twistiness, but the collective mental health for me, for us is an intangible emergent asset. It's an emergent asset because it's a function of other pieces of investment, which allow this asset to emerge in society, but it has massive um, societal value um, attributions so we've then been so that was kind of underlying assets asset class and that allowed us to then start to think about new classes of instruments that could finance that story and then new practices of governance because the architecture of these infrastructures is such that they rely on multiple inputs and multiple outcomes that your theory of governance can no longer be done through a public private model it has to be a many-to-many governance model so that's kind of been really we've been re-engineering our theory of governance, and, and, and almost trying to see these infrastructures as citizens. So it's a kind of a sort of, in a way, as we've seen self-sovereign, the rise of self-sovereign rivers or self owning rivers, we've been starting to think of these infrastructures as kind of these new self-sovereign entities that allows us to have many to many engagements and actually not biased towards one actor or another actor and value steel in that way. And that's really been our a slightly boring journey and obviously you know at a landscape level when you start to look at this there's a whole next generation complexity where you start to look at what are the liabilities the pooling of liabilities in a landscape and then looking at asset, asset matching against those pools of liabilities so you do you know so asset liability matching at a landscape level which i think creates a new class of uh, social or impact investing at that infrastructure scale and that's really been some of the work and all of this stuff is really only possible if you fundamentally adopt a you know, digitally integrated approach. So you can't do most of this stuff unless you have spatial finance mechanisms in terms of being able to see what's going on um, you know, using um, geospatial tagging, using uh, citizen science, uh, as well as kind of internet sensors type frameworks because you have to be able to model the additionalities and those frameworks around this stuff in integrated ways and be able to verify the models in those ways. So I think and I, all, all the way goes to contracting infrastructures and financing mechanisms which I can boringly get into but I want to avoid that but I think that's where where we've been and that's the journey we've taken I suppose to to get here and nothing smooth about it at all. Lots and lots and lots of stuff. I really, if I had a
0: talking stick, I would literally put it into the middle of the four of us and really maybe consciously pause, even if it's just for half a minute, and then sense where the background you're coming from and what you're working on might evolve into an impulse. Because I now have the feeling we have kind of the infrastructure layer the mental health layer, we have three different horizons. And I'm really curious because a journey of a thousand miles starts always with the first step and then the next step and then the next step of how we you respectively in your organization and with your project want to weave the complexity needed ahead
1: into tangible steps So that's it.
0: That, that was too long of a pause for Alistair, right? Um, I'm super curious, um, Joshua, on what you're building and on the bigger piece of intangible um, infrastructure.
2: Sure. I think for if you look at really not ignoring or pricing in to the extent that you can, the human factor. And for us, we define that as individual's ability or the human's ability to flourish inside of the organization or group, what they're spending most of their time on. And then also human's ability to flourish because of the organization, because of the product services approaches and factoring those two in, in terms of of pricing in as a mechanism for evaluating, whether it be the infrastructure, whether it be the um, both land, landscape, uh, building, urban space design, um, political systems, um, products and services, things that we probably spend way too much money or my children want me to buy and I acquiesce. Um, I, 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 these are the things that are coming up for me in terms of being able to price in that human, the effect of, of, of what we're talking about a little bit on the human elements, both inside and, and, and outside the human factor. Um, which is something we're emerging in our discussions, especially on the backs of ESG, which is now becoming all the rage, a great thing, and also troublesome at the same time. Being able to put across that human lens, uh, that human factor lens and saying, well, actually, this is a, a different way. Now, What we're, and this is um, uh, I'm being very honest and, and transparent, is having troubles with is figuring out that 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 those me- mechanisms for accounting for that internal, which I think we, we, we have pretty much understood uh, human factor and then the external human factor. Um, but I think taking this into account for everything that we're working on, on the various projects, you know, it's been quite surprising for us just in the last number of months, the number of, of, of funds and impact related organizations, And accelerators who know that they need to have differentiate their products and services in this old traditional system by bringing in well-being, organizational health, purpose, tying all of those things together. Um, That there is a a movement here. And it's not that it's us versus them. uh, It's that we have the ability to just start doing this, start start acting upon this to show the, the power that it can have.